Thanks for downloading the Expert Market Focus podcast. This series features interviews between our CEO and Entrepreneur of the Year, Titus Sharp, and other successful business leaders. To read more about these stories and find other useful videos, articles, and research about running a fast growth business, visit our website, expertmarket.com forward slash focus. So Chris, thank you very much for coming in, and it's great to have you here uh, on our um, forum today. And uh, you have a very interesting business, What Three Words, I think it's absolutely fascinating business. And from what I understand of it, you are trying to disrupt the addressing system of the world. Uh, so I'd love to just talk a bit about um, why do you think the, wo the world needs a new addressing system? Well, I think the first thing is that the world doesn't really have very good address systems anywhere. Um, I mean, even in the UK here, it's probably the best in the world. There are plenty of roads, in, certainly in the countryside, where there are house names but ho no house numbers. Um, in London, a lot of the time you put a postcode into a taxi app and it takes you to like a flyover over the place you're going to. <laughs> um, and this is you know, somewhere great, whereas most of the world, actually, the addresses don't work very well at all. Um, postcodes in a lot of countries just don't exist. Um, and people every day are just kind of used to using landmarks and other ways of getting around. And it's 2016. There should be a way that we can all be very precise about location um, as easily as possible. And so that's, that's, the, that's the core issue you're trying to solve, is dropping stuff off in exactly the right location. That's, I think that's it's, basically the issue you're trying to solve. Yeah, I think it's anybody being able to talk about anywhere. And the main use cases are because we want to go somewhere or we want to get an object to go somewhere. Yep. So whether that's for delivery or just you yourself trying to um, get somewhere, um, it should be very easy to specify exactly where that is. Yep. And whilst we've got amazing navigation systems and mapping data now, yep. just this simple idea of, well, exactly where do I want to go seems to yep. be this sort of enigmatic thing. And, and is longitude and latitude still, is that not good enough as a, as a means of identifying exactly exact position on a map? Longitude and latitude is amazing um, when you've got devices talking to devices and the human doesn't get in the way. Okay. Um, but for example, when I tried to find you here to your office right here today, um, what was provided to me was an address. And I put that into my taxi app to get here and it said no results found. So I had to kind of like play with it to kind of get near and then I found the end of the road and then I kind of got a bit lost. And that's actually how things work. People like to use a reference because there are different platforms different devices, different ways that we put them into something. Um, and so what we're doing is saying latitude and longitude is great for machines, but we need a human-friendly version. Right, got you. Okay. So can you explain exactly how your technology works then? Give us a bit more on sure. that. Sure. So we've divided the world, um, the whole world, into three meter squares. So you've got 57 trillion three meter squares. and to get something Is that including the water as well? Including the oceans. Just Le everywhere? North Pole, okay. South Pole, okay. absolutely. The entire globe. Okay. Um, and so we wanted to label each three meter square something as easy as possible. Yeah. So what we thought is, well, if we use dictionary words like table, spoon, chair, there's enough of them that with only a sequence of three words, you've got enough permutations of three words that you can just label each of those 57 trillion squares with its own three words. So imagine starting at the top near Alaska and you call that table, chair, spoon, yeah. and your next square is called toffee branch pyramid. You literally go all around, all over the world and, uh, and label it like that. Okay, and so this allows the postman or the Uber driver to, to, to look at those three words, stick it into your app, and then that exactly. gives them 
direction to, to how to get to your right, so house. Right, so you or would go... Wherever um, it is you're dropping something off. Yeah, so you would go onto the What Three Words app, yep. find the three words for exactly the entrance to the property or the delivery point. Yep. You can then give that to anyone. They can put the three words either into the What Three Words app or, more importantly, into their own app. I mean, yep. We're trying to start an ecosystem. So if all of the taxi apps, all of the cars, all of the checkout pages accept a three-word address, then you should be able to put your three-word address into any of those and they will understand what you mean. Got you. Fantastic bit of technology. It's very, very interesting indeed. Um, and talk to me about your ambitions for the business. What's, what, what sort of stage are you at? You know, are you VC-backed? You know, how big is the company? How many staff you got? Tell, talk to me about that. Sure. So um, we now have 28 uh, full-time staff, um, all working here out of London. Yep. Um, we do have venture capital backing, so we have investors such as Intel Capital, um, Horizons Ventures and uh, a courier company called Aramex who are based out of the Middle East and of course they have a big vested interest in improving delivery in that part of the world. Um, and yeah, I mean we're out there getting businesses um, on board with what we're doing and that's kind of central to the business model. So the, the app where you find your three-word address and you can put one into, that's totally free for consumers. Yeah. What we charge for is for any business that wants to effectively generate value for themselves by decoding the three-word addresses into latitude and longitude so they can put it in their app, in their service, to improve how they run their business. Fascinating. Um, and I believe you've uh, had uh, a relationship with the Mongolian post office, is that right? Can you explain a bit about that relationship and how it came about and, and, and what's happened with your technology in relation to the Mongolian post office? Right, so I mean, I met a Mongolian businessman at the World Economic Forum right. and we got chatting because um, I said, you know, Mongolia is a pretty big country, not many people. Um, what's it like in terms of how to find somewhere? And he was pretty candid about saying it's, it's a real problem. Um, and so I, I went out there. Um, it is exactly that problem that you've got a lot of houses and people just use descriptions on how to get there. Um, so we spoke to the post office and of course they are experiencing a huge e-commerce boom. Everyone in the country is ordering products. It gets delivered often from abroad to that post service and they're then having to decipher these directions to get it to people's houses, which is really not scalable for them. Yeah. So what we've done is we've put together a Mongolian version of what three words. So there are now three Mongolian words for every three meters in the world, and of course Mongolia too. Um, and what it now means is that someone can order something online or post a letter, put these three Mongolian words on, and it will now be delivered to exactly their front door. Okay. And so does the person who say, say you're sending a letter to Mongolia, do you go on and try and identify which three meters square it is that you actually, that, that is my friend's house there? How, how do you, if, if there isn't an address or... Yeah, so that would be, um, that would be a, I think, a difficult way of doing it, but, yeah. but possible. I think what's more likely is you'd say to your friend, what is your three-word address? And okay, your friend okay. living in that house... Okay, has identified it because he's looked yes. on Google Earth. Okay, exactly, okay, or okay, he's okay, just okay, been yeah, there and loaded yeah, up the yeah, app. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but I think it's an important point. It yeah. requires push from someone going, I want to be found. Yeah. I now know my three-word address and then telling other people. Okay, with you. Okay, excellent. And, and what other areas of the world do you think you'll help with your amazing addressing system? Well, that's the thing. Um, it's just there's so many places which experience the identical problem. So um, a couple of weeks ago, we launched a partnership with the post service of Cote d'Ivoire, Ivory Coast in Africa. Um, now, there you've got a country of 20-odd million people, yeah. um, many more than um, in Mongolia, but you've got exactly the same problem, that a lot of the roads don't have names. The post service really wants to embrace e-commerce, start doing home yeah. deliveries. Um, and they have used, uh, chosen to use what three words um, in the French version 
to, to do that. So yes, that's one in Asia, uh, one in Africa. We're talking to uh, people in a lot more countries. Um, but we have also smaller use cases all around the world of people who use us from anything to rock climbing to emergency services um, in South Africa, um, all kinds of things. So yeah, I, I, th I feel, feel good about saying that we're having a pretty global impact okay. so far. Well, it's nice to see that there's other use, use cases other than just for postal addressing, which is uh, really, that shows how big the app could be. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think, um, I mean, look, where we want to take this is we want to be a global standard. Yeah. So autonomous cars are now coming out. And that means that you probably, in fact, you definitely won't have a steering wheel and a pedal in that yeah. situation. Now, these days, if you put an address in and it takes you not quite there, you just think, OK, well, I'll just drive on a bit because I can kind of see where I'm going. That becomes a whole new problem when you've got no steering True. wheel. True. Um, so I think everyone, everyone's kind of thinking, OK, I need to be more accurate about location. So we're now working with car companies so you can get in a car say the three words to the car, and the car will just instantly say, great, routing you there now, and it will just deposit you at that three meter square. Yeah. Now that's a whole mental shift, yeah. and you can imagine getting in your car, you know, maybe with your family, and you're gonna say, okay, cabbage, yeah. spoon, uh, tea bag, yeah. and the car's just gonna go, great, and this yeah. is gonna be a normal command. Yeah. However, it is a lot easier yeah. than fiddling around yeah. with all of the complex um, stuff today. Yeah. So. This is a kind of way we're trying to yeah. we're trying to revolutionise navigation, but by making it easy. Yeah. And is there a danger? Say, you know, it's sort of midnight. You've had a few drinks in the pub, and you get into your your Uber in five years' time, and you sort of say to the Uber, you know, cabbage, jellyfish, um, lemon, and you get the words the wrong way around, you get taken to the wrong place. Um, so this is one of the important decisions we made when we, when we designed the system. Um, not even for it being in the middle of the night, you could just be making that same error at two o'clock because we yeah. do make mistakes. Um, so what we do is we make sure that we put things like you know, table, chair, spoon a long way away from table, chair, spoons. So if you make that slight, um, slight error or you mix the words up, yeah. what we think is the best, let's say you're in London and you know you're going somewhere in London and if you put in table, chair, spoons and it says, well, that's 4,000 kilometers away in, Taiwan, you're like, well, that's probably wrong, or better than that, <laughs> our app will jump in and go, I think you meant this, okay, um, okay. because there's very few sort of similar ones near each other. Okay. So that's an important defining part of the system. Oh, that's interesting, okay, fascinating. So yeah, if you, if you do get in a sort of 140-hour taxi, um, <laughs> then you're incredibly trusting, and something else has probably gone wrong along the lights. Brilliant, that's fantastic. <laughs> so talking more about CEO ship, um, can you illuminate us in terms of what has been your highest or your best point thus far with the company you're working with at the moment? Um, yeah, I think for me the best part of it is when things just start to run organically without needing so much input from you. So I think you know, a, a clear example would be when the first person did a deal which I didn't touch or get involved with in any shape, way or form and they said, um, okay, you can now fly a drone to a three-word address in this piece of software that I'd never heard of. Um, and the whole thing was just done without me putting it in. Um, I think for me that's the thing, because you start off doing everything and it's a couple of you in the room and you have to be the marketing and the social media and um, you know, as well as the salesperson and then you suddenly get extracted from this and you think actually it's running itself and it's the first few signs of that um, and these things like yeah, the software integration that you didn't even know about, these are tangible things where you go great, this company is running and it needs me less 
than I thought it did. Um, and that's a really great moment. It's got its own autonomy and it's, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And do you find it stressful being a CEO? Um, yes, I think so. Um, in the way that I think with a lot of people, I mean, yeah. you kind of subscribe to that stress. You kind of know what you're going to get into. Um, and of course, there's always more to do because there's, a, there's more people to manage and help and influence. Um, but I think that's, that's what drives you. It's going, look, I've only got so many hours in the day and yeah. days in the week and places I can be. So how can I be smart about how to use that time? Um, but, but at the end of the day, you enjoy it for all of the stress that it entails. And do, do you sleep well at night? Um, I, I, think, I think so. And I think it's one of those things that if you know fundamentally that the engine is running, um, then, then you can just sort of take yourself away and, and sleep well and believe in it. I think the key for me is, is actually almost that if you get to the end of a week, you, know, you can almost leave things running because it works. But then being hard on yourself to go, actually, should I be sleeping worse? Is there something I should be changing? And then forcing yourself constantly to reevaluate once you've got that engine set up and running, what should I be um, manoeuvring, um, which I may not have thought of. So that's how I see it. Yeah. And have you got any sort of, um, you know, given what you've learned over the last few years, have you got any advice for people sort of starting up in business? You, any sort of salient point or group of points that you think is worth sharing? Um, so there's a couple of things which come to yeah. mind um, for us. I mean. What three words is a pretty novel idea, right? You're taking that something's really deep rooted in people's minds, yeah. which is their address, which they've had since birth, yeah. and or something like a postcode, which is the same. And you're saying, well, actually, even that can be changed. And we're going to change it not in a subtle way by giving you some kind of alphanumeric code. We're now going to use something which might involve the name of a vegetable. And this is now part of a location reference. And when you come out with that, there'll be some people who go, that is amazing, and it's different, and, it's, and all of these wonderful things. And there'll be some people who say, I don't like that, because it's so, it jars with what they're used to. They're not used to having um, words in this way used for addresses. But I think being polarizing in that way is good. I think that the worst thing you can do is have something which people feel kind of, everyone just feels a bit ambivalent about. Yeah. Having something where a bunch of people love you and a bunch of people are like, that's a bit crazy. Um, you, you grab those people who go, this is amazing, and they, they will make your business. So they'll become your investors, your advocates, your enthusiasts. Um, and that's what you go off and make. So I think for us, having gone down that path, I would, I would actively encourage others to do it. So create a product that is Marmite, basically, it has. Yeah, know, Marmite. People are going to love it, and people are going to hate it. Marmite's yeah. awesome, and um, and just you know, be aware if you're doing that because you need to talk to enough people when you get started um, to make sure that um, that you do see some of the people who share your vision. Because when you don't have the validation, the credibility, and you're sitting on people's sofa going, "Here's this idea," yeah. and you haven't got an amazing website with case studies and all the other things which give you credibility, um, you've got to push through it yeah. because some people will go your idea is weird, it's crazy, it's nuts. Um, I would say if it's a bit crazy and nuts, that's probably a good thing. Um, and just harness it in the right way, but believe and crack through. That's my experience, um, certainly of having something, you know, a product which is a little bit irregular. Uh, I'm intrigued as to what your, your core vision, what, you know, um, people talk about the why. why. Why are you doing this? Um, 
I think you know, the reason I started it is because I've worked in the music business for 10 years and yeah. just trying to get 40 people to show up at 4pm was a problem as 20 of them called up and said they would buy a lamppost and a hedge. Now, that alone is not a reason to do it, but yeah. it's, it's, it's something which makes you go, there's a problem here to be solved and, and because I need to solve it right here in my life. Now, that's your starting point. Where you get to is then going, this is a huge global problem that still has not been sorted out in 2016. And wow, we could revolutionise the way that the world does a very um, regular thing, which is referred to a location. So I guess that's what we're, that's what we're going for. And, and why? Well, because we can. And we thought about it. And we thought, hey, this could be us who does this. Um, and it's the moments along the way when you change people's behaviour. I mean, the other day, there's a French art gallery that actually named the gallery with their three-word address. So they found the, th um, the three words and then said, well, look, not, let's just not make that the address. Let's make that the name of the, uh, the gallery. It's called Tables Empty Workshops. And it's literally in kind of superimposed onto the wall of the building. And you look at that and go, wow, like people are not only doing what you're asking them, they're going further and going, I love this and I want to make this part of my life. And when you talk about the ultimate aim, you know, I want, I want to be on people's business cards. You know, in, yeah. in the Middle East, in a lot of countries, it says things like, um, you know, literally near the lamppost on the east side of town, somewhere near KFC. Um, and you look at it and you're like, really? Um, well, they should have the three-word address on there. Um, you should definitely have it on your one for this office because it'll stop people kind of showing up yeah. around the corner. Um, but it's that kind of... And after a while, you don't even need to write what three words there because it just, it's, it just becomes synonymous with location. Yeah. So that's what we're aiming for. Wherever in the world, you should be getting that car, say your three words, see it on the business card, on the contact us page, on the email signature, and then you've made a standard. And that's what we're going for. Fantastic. Um, and what about your sort of, you know, I think, you, I think it sounds like you're changing the way people behave in a really fascinating way. Do you, th do you think the sort of CEO's, obviously the CEO has a responsibility for the staff and the welfare of the company, but do you think the CEO's responsibility is greater than that? Do you think it, you know, do you think it should impact society as a whole? Yeah, I mean, responsibility is an interesting word for it. Um, I feel that, I feel that, you know, I have a responsibility to, to shape the business and to shape all of the people who are there and what they're doing, and we've got to do good things. And the key, um, the key is that we do good whilst doing business, and these two can move in tandem with each other. You don't need to make it that you do one on a Monday and one on a Tuesday. And I think to, to make sure that the whole business is on board with, with this, the fact that we can make a positive improvement in people's lives, so they can get their mail in one case, they can get their humanitarian aid in the other case, and that we can also be at the cutting edge of the future tech movements like autonomous cars, like where's your drone going. Um, but all of these are good for the world. So whether it's our responsibility, I don't know, but I think it's a choice. And I think by, by the way we're approaching the business, that is our choice, that we want to do all those things and build a good business in the process. That is absolutely brilliant. Well, Chris, thank you very much. That was absolutely I, I absolutely love your product. I think it's going to disrupt the world's post offices and postal systems and hopefully the 
autonomous car movement and uh, the drone delivery movement that we can see coming. Um, I think your, your business is set for the future. I'm very excited about hearing how it get, goes. And uh, thank you very much for coming in. I appreciate your time. Yeah, absolute pleasure. And it's, uh, it's great to talk, talk about it. Um, and uh, yeah, we're pretty passionate and committed. So um, thank you and, um, and good to be here. Thanks for listening to the Expert Market Focus podcast. To hear more from this series, subscribe now or head to expertmarket.com forward slash focus.